Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganas, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. That's Action Jackson Burkett across from me. And standing and looking at the Tower of London as he talks to us? Yep. Is that on the north bank of the River Thames? Am I correct on that? I believe so, Tim. Ladies and gentlemen, John Denton with a commitment to excellence because he's in London, at the Tower of London? <laughs> what in the world? Is that right, John? Yeah, yeah, Tim, as I was going in, Stephen Matz was coming out. So, uh, you know, I uh, saw him getting out and about. He had his father with him doing a little sightseeing today, but I'm, I'm doing the same as well. How about that? Awesome. Look Super at cool. that. Cool. Uh, so you have, you've been uh, in, uh, in Western Europe here for the last uh, few days, am I correct? Yeah, I um, uh, had someone, uh, we had another staffer cover the Washington series for me, so I spent three days in Paris and now four in London, so I'm a world traveler. Look at you. I have it, never it, been. Getting a little culture in. Yeah. <laughs> I, now, I've never been. Jackson, of course, is uh, old money, so he has been uh, everywhere. Uh, is this is this your maiden voyage uh, to these uh, these wonderful global cities? I may be the first person in history, Tim, to cover an NBA game and an MLB game in London. So I've, oh. I've been to London three or four times. I've been to Paris now three or four times. Um, I have uh, my my girlfriend is a uh, French professor, a college French professor, so she speaks French very well. So she was my uh, she was my translator the whole time. How about <laughs> that? Look at that. So have you had wonderful dining experiences? Lots of bread, lots of cheese, uh, uh, you know, so uh, the, the waistline is going to look a little different when I, by the time I get back from this trip. <laughs> I just had the fish and chips with a pint, so uh, all is well. Nice. All lubed up for the interview. That's the kind of, that's the kind of radio I like to do anyway. Uh, John Denton, kind enough to join us from the Tower of London. Jackson said we're going to do a special interview today. We're going to do it from the Tower of London, and yep. that's where he is. Cardinals uh, with the day off today and tomorrow, and then they'll take on the Cubs in uh, London. Do you get any sense for the enthusiasm around London for Major League Baseball making its uh, return with the Cardinals and the Cubs this weekend? Well, let's put it this way. I've seen about uh, eight times more Cardinal fans than I have Cub fans. So oh, wow. So I've seen lots of lots of Cardinal red. There's lots of Cardinal red at the uh, Tower of London right now. Um, I saw there was a table, uh, you know, down from me uh, full of Cardinal fans. And then, uh, you know, the, uh, the waiter asked me about what sporting event was in town. So I explained baseball to him and uh, so, I, like I said, I've seen a lot more Cardinal fans than Cub fans so far. How about that? And uh, the stadium, I, uh, I've seen some pictures of it and how they had to what, uh, adjust the the fences out in uh, in the outfield. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Tim, the last time they played here, uh, it was a four-hour, 42-minute game. It was 6-6 six, six after the first inning. I believe it was like 18-11 in the first game and then 12-8 in the second game with the Red Sox and uh, Yankees. That was in 2019, so they had to push the fences back. I think they were 380 at the time 
2019. I think they're about playing about 395 now. So they've done some adjustments to try to add some extra room out there. But as Adam Wainwright said the other day, I better keep the ball on the ground. He will uh, get a chance to uh, experience that uh, this weekend as the Cardinals take on the Cubs. They're coming off of winning two straight series. Yesterday, not a whole lot there. Uh, Jackson and I were theorizing that they weren't going to take a chance on that game getting rain delayed, which would mean delaying the six-plus-hour flight from Washington, D.C. to uh, uh-huh. to to London. And, uh, and it certainly looked like that with Trevor Williams getting through six innings on 75 pitches. So a uh, rather efficient performance there. Cardinals wasted good Miles Michaelis outing. But overall, four of six to start this road trip by winning two in Queens and two in D.C. Your analysis of whether or not this is any indication of a potential turnaround for the Cardinals. Yeah, you know, it, it's hard to tell with this team because we thought they had gotten themselves right before and then they went right back in the tank. So, you know, we're going to need to see it longer than we've seen it before. But, I mean, I thought they played really well in New York. You know, that was that was a good series for them because they got whitewashed the first day, 6-1. to one. It took two hours and one minute. Like, that game was over in no time. And then to come back and win the way they did, the wind was swirling, it was raining, Wayno uh, had the lead. They almost let him back in it, uh, you know, but but Wayno held strong, got the win, good relief pitching that day. And then Sunday they blew the lead, had a big lead. They were up 5-1, they are up 7-4. Uh, that could have been the kind of kind of game they, they could have broken their spirit, you know, but they uh, uh, they found a way to win that one. Nolan Arenado, the, uh, the first Father's Day as a dad, hits two home runs. That was a big win for him. And, you know, that Mets team is still pretty good. I, I thought that was a good series for the Cardinals and kind of got, got them going in the right direction. So, you know, I, I, I think they're they're playing better right now, but I still want to reserve judgment because they're about to face a Cubs team that's really good. Uh, the, the Cubs have uh, played some good baseballs. Have let there on a three-game winning streak, eight, uh, winning eight of their last ten. But a team that is uh, picking it up and laying it down with a lot of youthful energy is the team on an eleven-game winning streak, uh, and that is the Cincinnati Reds, who are now nine games up on the Cardinals. And you know, I, I bring up the Reds not just to, to get your perspective on the legitimacy of them, John, but also the Reds' surge can be impactful on what the Cardinals do over the next five six weeks, because if the Reds do pull away, then what John Mazalak had said, the division could put them in a position where he would look to add, if they pull away, even if the rest of the division is mediocre at best, perhaps that alters the Cardinal strategy. So two-part question for you, John. Uh, your thoughts on the Reds and, and whether or not this is legitimate, and then secondarily, uh, its potential impact on what the Cardinal strategy is for the trade deadline. Yeah, it was, you know, it was it was shocking to see when, you know, we're playing the Reds. It was like, wow, the Reds are three games better. They were only three games better than the Cardinals when they started the series at Bush, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And, and it kind of dawned on you, wait a minute, the Reds haven't tried to win in three or four years, and they're three, four, three games ahead of the Cardinals. And, you know, it looked like the Cardinals could catch them. The Cardinals blew them out of the water in game one, and then the Reds started that winning streak in, in Bush Stadium. Uh, you know, they won game two and game three of that series, so. You know, since then, uh, the Reds have been red hot. Uh, uh, the Abbott kid has pitched really well. He, he's legit. You know, a lot of people discredit him because he's a smaller guy. Uh, he doesn't seem to have great stuff, but, man, he gets out, and, and guys are having tr- trouble hitting him. And the, and the Reds have drafted well. You know, I mean, as the GM once told me, he said, when you pick in the top five every year, you should be getting better. You know, you should be having all these prospects come up. And, 
Uh, you know, they, they got a good little second baseman. Uh, the, the second baseman's so good that Jonathan India is out of a job now. They're, like, they're looking to move Jonathan India around because their infield is set with, you know, De La Cruz. Uh, they, they have some good pieces, and, and it would not surprise me if the Reds are around to stay for a while, and, you know, the Cardinals are going to be, be chasing them, and they're going to have a tough decision to make. I just find it hard to believe that the Cardinals can – can can be sellers that they can go fully into to rebuild mode. When you've got three million tickets pretty much already sold, when you have a fan base that's demanding that you win, it's pretty hard to blow it up in the middle of the season. I, I really find that hard to believe that, that that would ever happen this season. That that That's the part that, while I personally, if they really are out of it, would love to see them do it, in Bill DeWitt's tenure as owner, we've never seen it, but it isn't because he isn't necessarily willing to do it. There just hasn't been a season that would call for it. I suppose the closest thing would have yeah. been 2007, um, a season in which they were the defending world champions, but Chris Carpenter was hurt on opening night, and it just never got right. So we don't really know how to compare and contrast a past season in which the Cardinals were sellers, because Johnson's Bill DeWitt's taken over. They haven't really been in that spot. Um, but a decision is going to have to be made at some point over the next six weeks, and now the Reds are nine games up and, and surging. And that's why I wonder, okay, is this thing with, for real with Cincinnati? And if it is, do the Cardinals then go, okay, we're going to have to pull the plug? Yeah, I, you know, I find it hard to believe the Reds have enough pitching. Uh, you know, they do have a lot of good position players. I don't think they have the pitching. You know, usually we see these teams, you know, through the last few years, uh, Milwaukee's, uh, the, the Cubs, seems like that. They're good until they get to August, first of August, and then their pitching kind of falls apart. Uh, so I wouldn't be shocked if the Cardinals, you know, the Cardinals have, have finished really strong the last four or five years in a row. We all remember the 17-game yeah. winning streak. Uh, the Cardinals were behind by five games last year when Milwaukee came to town. You know, they were, a lot of people forget, they were way behind last season and then rallied. So they've been a second-half team, and, I think they're probably kind of banking on that Cincinnati doesn't have enough pitching and that, you know, eventually Cincinnati's pitching will kind of give out and the Cardinals will surge the way they have the last few years. Cardinals certainly could uh, could wonder about their own pitching, uh, as is, uh, is the case for a few of the teams in the National League Central. With regards to one story that I feel like no matter what happens this season, assuming he continues on this pace, a guy uh, who you've covered, I feel like you've covered him perhaps better than anybody else uh, in the area and, and developed a rapport with him, and that's that's Jordan Walker. The, the roller coaster of his 2023 three and i take that back to uh jupiter florida has been up down up down and now back up again um that is something that i think if you're focused on the cardinals win total and i don't blame anybody for being focused on it you can understand why people would be down about it but what walker has done since coming back up and after those first two weeks in memphis where it looked like he might have completely lost his confidence and been a mess Mm -hmm. that is incredibly Positive. Uh, you you get to talk to him behind the scenes, and of course, talk with the the staff on on his performance. This has been really something to watch here since he's come back to St. Louis, and he has been on a heater here as of late. Yeah, Tim, the, the kid is just so impressive. I, I continue to be impressed with him. You know the way he handles the downs, the way he handles the ups. His father told me he said, "Look, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The first couple weeks in Memphis were tough. Like they hit him hard." Because he thought, you know, he had accomplished the dream. He made the Major League Baseball. And then all of a sudden, after three weeks, a month, they tell him he's not good enough and send him back down. That that hit the kid really hard. And it kind of rattled him to the core. And it took him a couple weeks to get over it. 
But, I mean, think about it. He has a 12-game hitting streak and a 13-game hitting streak, and he's been a month in the minor leagues. Like, that's hard to do. All the kid does is hit, and all he does is hit balls hard. Uh, you know, do they all have the right launch angle? No, but he's 21 years old. Just let him hit. You know, from the day we all pick up a bat and, and start playing baseball, you're taught the, the number one thing you want to do is hit the ball hard. That's all this kid does is hit the ball hard, you know. Yes, he hits them on the ground, but they're 114 miles an hour, and the defenders can't get in the way of them. You know, they don't want to get in the way of them a lot of times. So I, I think the kid's on the right track. He's been through some ups and downs. They threw a curveball at him by sending him down. Uh, it hit him hard, but look how he's dug out of it at 21 years old. Like his maturity is off the charts, and I say it, I say it all the time, and I'll keep saying it. He's going to be the Cardinals' right fielder or left fielder for the next 12 years. So he's going to get better defensively, and he's going to be this franchise's anchor piece for the next 10, 12 years. That's John Denton talking to us live from London. He's at the Tower of London, and he will be covering the Cardinals and Cubs this weekend in London. Very kind to take time out of your trip, sir, to join us. Enjoy the festivities. Enjoy the trip. And thank you so much for your time this morning from overseas, John. Sounds great, Tim. I'll bring you back a uh, fish and chip sandwich. Oh, my God. I'm sure it'll be fresh. That'll be wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, John. Take care. There he is, John Denton of MLB.com, our regular guest here on Thursdays on Balloon Party. 101 ESPN presented to you by Monganess St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. Well, huge development during our first commercial break, Jackson, as the great Mike Ryder came in and uh, revealed a conversation with uh, Brandon Kiley of BK and Ferrario. Uh, in which uh, he did confirm that the that what is now known as capital T capital I the incident right took place on BK and Ferrario. Sources tell me audio is being pulled. So uh, Jackson just did a <laughs> a facial expression. I think Ryder is pulling the audio. Don't worry. I think Ryder went into a meeting. So <laughs> I think he abandoned ship on the. On well, maybe the, you and I can play the role of. Sure. Yeah, we'll recreate it. We'll recreate it. Uh, so yeah, b- a bunch of you texted in. No, he really did say it. <laughs> so uh, now he was, he's told that we're talking about it and going, oh God. Of anybody on this station, those two nitwits, <laughs> to be recreating it. We're the right candidates. Yeah. Uh, or maybe uh, your boy, uh, Jamie Rivers. And Marshy Marsh. And Marshy Marsh and his playful posse. They actually they would be great They at would it. be great at it as well. Stalter, sure, on the fast lane, why not? Uh, so, uh, that is uh, coming your way in the second half of Blarty. Deep dive request that is actually used on the show can win you Cardinal Bud Bash tickets. Four of them for next Tuesday's game between the Cardinals and the Astros, featuring the limited edition Mark Witten bobblehead. You can get all the details on this season's series of Budweiser Bash Cardinals games now at cardinals.com slash promotions. Text in your deep dive request, 314-399-9646. Plus, we have the Little Piddles Sports Business Review. A little newsletter. I mean, this is this thing. We only have 28 minutes left. It's just not enough time There's for all that we have today. No uh, there's one piece in the sports business newsletter that I'd really like to address. All right. Well, then I want to make sure we get to it. All right. There's a lot going on here. Now I've been teased properly. Mm. Nicely done. All right. It's Bloom Party on 101 East.